working as a pastor, working as a minister in a church, people expect you in some ways to kind of have answers. And the hard part about that is I don't always have answers. And so that freaks me out too, because they want you to be a voice of reason for their spirituality in their life, which is a honor, um, but it's also kind of scary and daunting. But, you know, when I, I read this book by Eugene Peterson, and he really challenged like what it means to just walk with people and be with people and do life with people and really be there with them. Um, and, you know, when you really think about it, like that's not something that you should do really carefully. There should be like a lot of vulnerability in that, a lot of vulnerability when you're walking with each other. Welcome to the Rethinking Christianity podcast, a home to conversations focused on rethinking, challenging, and engaging with Christian thought. You can visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Rethinking Christianity Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Fine, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Welcome to Rethinking Christianity. On today's episode, I have taken the advice of my wife, and she told me that I should do an episode where I get on and I just talk. Um... So this is going to be interesting. I've never thought about doing this. Usually I have things mapped out and I have a plan. Um, I guess that maybe is how I am as a person that I just, I like to plan things out if I'm doing some kind of content. But, you know, with the interviews and things like that, I found that it actually is better to have a couple questions planned out and things like that when I'm talking to guests. But really, um the best conversation comes from when I'm really listening and when I'm really hearing what, you know, certain guest members are saying about a book they have or whatever. So anyways, you know, as I've been doing this podcast and it's been a couple weeks, I've been so busy with the work at the church that I do. Uh, I hadn't really been able to put out an episode uh, lately. And so, you know, I've just been thinking, um, you know, like, what do I even have to say? Um, because, you know, the, the people that I talk to, um, they have a lot to say. And so a lot of times I do want to do more interviews because I don't feel like I have that much to say. And, and when I started doing this podcast, it was more so out of the hope of like, learning for myself and answering questions for myself. And as it's grown, I've tried to kind of hopefully have a balance of people that give different perspectives and things like that. Um, you know, one of the things that I think freaks me out a little bit when I think about being a voice for Christianity or spirituality or whatever is, you know, sometimes I'll get DMs on Instagram uh, and people will be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or are you, what, what's your thoughts on this? I had someone recently message me asking me about baptism and I just, it kind of freaks me out thinking that people want my advice on something, but I guess it's also uh, very kind that people think of me in that way. but. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's a weird thing. But, you know, and so that's why I try and, you know, do my best to like platform guests and audience uh, or platform guests so that the audience can hear from others, not just myself. But my wife was talking to me and she was like, you should do an episode where you just get on there and you just talk. And so that's what I'm doing. And I don't know how long this will go. And I don't know if it'll be helpful for you at all. Um, but I'm just going to, I guess, talk and work through or think about or talk through the things that I think about a lot. Um, and lately, you know, I don't want to get too into the specifics. So like I've mentioned on my podcast, what I do for a living. Uh, so I work at a church, um, where I live. Um, 
And I've actually, this church has actually been going through a split for the last years, which is, or not last year, the last few months. And it's been interesting to observe just from a, just from my perspective on what's been going on. Um, and I'm not going to get too into all that because I don't even know if I'm supposed to, to talk about it, which is also kind of a weird thing. Church is such a weird deal where, you know, like you have to be careful. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I struggle with about, you know, church and Christianity is a lot of times everything is all about being careful and making sure everything is appears a specific way. And, you know, I don't know. I think it's kind of strange. But yeah, so church I work at has been going through a split. I'm not going to get into the details of all of that, but it has been really wild lately. The last three months or so, the last four months, I've been so busy just trying to help um, with the church that I, I stayed. I didn't, I didn't leave. I still have my job. But, you know, what I'm learning is like, you know, people really have their, their beliefs and the things they strongly stand firm on. Um, and I remember I read this book by Eugene Peterson called The Pastor. Um, and in this book, I used to, so when I was in college, I used to think that, you know, one day I wanted to be a, a pastor or work at a mega church. And I actually ended up working at a pretty large church for a couple of years um, as a part-time student pastor. But, you know, when I was working there, I began to realize, like, this isn't the end-all, be-all of, you know, working and doing ministry. Um, and so I got that job. And, and so when I was working there, I read this book by Eugene Peterson called The Pastor. And he was, you know, really out. It's a memoir that kind of outlines his um, personal journey as a pastor and his thoughts about what it means to be a pastor and to work as a pastor. And I think that there's so much pressure on churches to do things in a way that is continually drawing new members and drawing people that you miss the people that are there. Like you're, you're, you're focused on getting new people that you miss the people that are there. And I'm not saying that this mega church that I worked at necessarily did that, but you feel like you're a part of a machine sometimes. Um, and I've heard that from friends that also have worked at mega churches, but I read this book and it really challenged me in my thinking of what it means to to be a pastor. And, you know, a minute ago I mentioned how, like, I talk about how it kind of freaks me out a little bit, like, that people want to hear what I think about something. And I guess part of that's kind of stupid that that freaks me out because I'm the one who started a podcast, right? And I'm the one who puts myself out there and gives my opinions and does reaction videos and things like that. So part of it is on, on my own kind of deal. But the other side of it is, Working as a pastor, working as a minister in a church, people expect you in some ways to kind of have answers. And the hard part about that is I don't always have answers. And so that freaks me out too because they want you to be a voice of reason for their spirituality in their life, which is a honor, um, but it's also kind of scary and daunting. But you know, when I, I read this book by Eugene Peterson, he really challenged like what it means to just walk with people and be with people and do life with people and really be there with them. Um, and, you know, when you really think about it, like that's not something that you can do. You should do really carefully. There should be like a lot of vulnerability in that, a lot of vulnerability when you're walking with each other. Like, you know, I think about like a, a road trip when you're on a road trip with somebody, someone that you know pretty well. Um, say you take a group of people, at least this is my experience, or family, for instance, like, 
you get into it, especially if it's a longer trip. You get into like arguments. You have times of joy where you're singing on the radio, listening to music. You have like, you know, different things that happen. You get a flat tire. So, you, you know, a road trip, for instance, there's a lot of vulnerability in that. And so working in church, being a pastor, doing church life or whatever, I think there's a lot of vulnerability. It should be in that when you're walking with people. And so for me, I'm challenged by that because a lot of times when I do this podcast or I put out content or I teach or I preach, I feel like sometimes I got to be careful about the things that I say and the things that I think and the questions that I have. And I don't think that that should be the case all the time. I think in some ways you you need to be because, again, like there's like there's this responsibility where people view you if you work in a church as someone that, oh, well, they have answers. They know what they want to do. And so, like, if you begin to call into question anything about your faith or have doubts or um, begin to change your mind or perspective on things, then other people are, are like, you know, that can affect them. And it's like this cycle of, like, the church having to be careful. I think there's a quote. I think it's about Pete Enns. Yeah, it's about Pete Enns. It's like, if you can't be spiritually honest at church, then where where can you be? And, you know, this conversation, this whole, these thoughts could go into like, what what is church? Like, what should church be? What is, is church like an event? Is church just a guy preaching? Is church just worship? And I think that this idea of like transparency and vulnerability and authenticity and walking with each other. Um, and I think in some ways there has to be so much respect for each person who's on their journey. And, you know, I, I see it all the time where, you know, there's somebody that walks away from the faith or they have a different viewpoint on something or they believe in a different way. And a lot of times what happens is like, you know, there are people that are these, I guess you call them like truth protectors, where they're like, no, you are not, you're not a real Christian anymore. You're not a real follower anymore. Um, but my thing is like, well, do we expect everyone to be on the same exact path? And do we expect everyone to like have the same answers to questions and have the same like resolves in their mind? And and everyone has this different background and life and thing that they've gone through that's led them to where they're at. And you know, I'm a I'm a person that I think about things very deeply. I don't mean that to like sound like, oh, I'm intelligent or whatever. I just like think about all the different angles. But what I've been trying to do lately is even more than just, even more than just like trying to find answers, allowing questions to be a place of safety, that it it helps me recognize my own humanity, that I know that I'm not perfect and I know that I'm a struggling person and I know that I have like deep thoughts sometimes and the questions that I have about God and the questions that I have about the Bible, they remind me like, you're just a human. You can't, you can't necessarily find the answer to these things. And that's a really beautiful thing when you really, really think about it, because like we all have these different internal struggles, these different things that we're all wrestling with and working through and experiences of life. Like, you know, I grew up in a home where, you know, from like four years old, I had heard about this Jesus and God and I remember the first one of the first movies I remember watching when I was young was The Prince of Egypt. There's this story of this people, this group of people where they're, you know, it's the Exodus where they they're saved by God and he and he leads them by clouds of 
smoke and fire and he splits the ocean and and you know as a kid that's it's such a cool story um but as i get older sometimes i you know i'm a human i've never seen anybody do those things i've never seen those things in my real life and so i question and i ask but you know from a young age like i've been embedded into this like idea of like having answers having truth and you know what i'm realizing is for me I don't have those answers. I can't answer the questions that I used to confidently. I can't, like, say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure about this. I know what's going to happen at the end of my life. But but there's part of me that, that sees this beauty in, like, being okay with that. And that doesn't mean I don't believe or I don't have faith. It's like a faith where I'm, like, I'm choosing. I'm choosing to live this. I'm choosing to stay in it. I'm choosing to like keep moving forward despite the questions that I have and keep like wrestling. There's so many like, you know, these stories in the Bible in the Old Testament that, you know, like you know, there's different ways you can interpret scripture. And um, some of the metaphor that you can find in the stories of the Bible are really beautiful to the human experience. Like the idea of like God wrestling with man. I think it was Jacob. Like, why wouldn't that be the case? Like, it, like humanity recognizing their humanity and wrestling with it, and wrestling with the idea of existence, and wrestling with the idea of of the universe, and and all these big, big things. Um, why wouldn't it be like that, right? So I don't know. This is actually, you know, I was re- I'm really shocked that I'm able to talk this long about this stuff. I really, I seriously have no notes or anything, but. Yeah, so like church is this thing where it's like people feel like they got to be careful all the time. Like they got to be painted up right. They got to, you know, and I don't know. I think that's a bunch of BS. I don't think we got to have all the answers. I think, and and people will argue like, well, if you don't have truth, then what do you believe in? Um, And that's a great question, right? So I don't know. But being careful in church, like, Jesus was not a very careful person. When you look at him, the life that he lived, what you see in the Gospels, and his disciples after he he died and he resurrected, like the disciples weren't careful. They went into places and challenged what the traditional answers 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 <laughs> answers of truth were. And for Jesus, like he he was embedded in a culture where hundreds of years before him, um from the exile and afterwards of the Israelite people that the Judaism, Second Temple Judaism was being formed and they were, you know, emulate, they, they were evaluating and living and emulating answers that they had found into, into what it for them meant to live a, a spiritual life following uh, the Lord or following Yahweh, as they would have called him. Or they wouldn't have said his name, but it's the Lord in English. But yeah, so like Jesus was embedded into these cultures, this culture where like truth was already established. And so for him to go into a place and begin to question and ask and really challenge everything is not careful at all. His disciples, like he picked the most like ragtag team of people to like be a part of his posse. Um, and you know, there are two things that I look at when I look at Jesus. I look at Jesus as someone like he clearly claimed 
and believed he was a higher power, uh, a being of, you know, the son of God, the son of the, uh, and the Messiah. But also, like, I look at him as someone who he truly believed in what he was saying, but he also was like opening the doors of like questioning, like like one of the things he would always say was like to the the rabbis and those in the synagogue and things like that. He'd be like, "You've heard it said, but I say to you this." And so he would challenge these different angles of Torah, these angles of the law, and what it meant to practice Sabbath and what it meant to follow God, and he was really really poking these holes into like all the safety nets that had been created and the carefulness that had been created for people to follow so they could know that they're safe with God. And Jesus came as someone poking holes in that. And so I see Jesus as someone who who did that, and, and he did believe that he was true and what he was saying was true. Um, and then I also see the other side of Jesus where like he's just this man that is, and not just a man, but he's this higher being that's living and walking and breathing and doing life with people, eating meals with people, living life with people. And he was not only poking holes in the safety nets of religion, but he was also poking holes in the like safety nets of what it meant to live amongst each other, like the socio like economic standards of that time where he was hanging out with fishermen and tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners. And he was like truly poking holes and, and destroying these nets of safety that that like kept people in the circles that they belonged, right? And I am so challenged by that when I'm when I'm thinking about questions about God and questions about church and questions about all of it. Like I'm I'm not only challenged by like just what it means for me to be a loving and kind person that believes in Jesus and follows Jesus, but like what does it mean for me to reflect Jesus as a person who is like not afraid, like not afraid to like to to believe things? Maybe maybe they're a little different, but Jesus did that, and to question things and to ask about things and to to just keep moving forward and choosing this faith. And I'm just so you know really intrigued by by these questions and this idea of of carefulness. And so I. I think that, you know, maybe you're hearing these things and maybe I'm just rambling. I don't know. But for me, when I think about what I want to keep doing, it's it's what I'm doing. It's talking to people. It's discussing with people. It's like wrestling with God. Like, I, I just want to be, I want to wrestle with God the rest of my life. I don't want to just be okay and, and settle in and, and pitch my tents on campgrounds of safety. I want to wrestle with God and I want to question things. I want to be like, I have these moments, like really seriously at night while I'll be laying there and I think about death and I'll think about it. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And it freaks me out. (laughs) It really freaks me out. And there are times where I'm like the opposite of that, where I don't, I don't have fear. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to be okay. Um, that, you know, there's something there. And so, like, I just, I I am always moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And maybe you're not in that camp, and maybe you think I'm a, like, a heretic or something, but I, I truly do believe, you know, most of the, like, Orthodox beliefs. I just have questions about them. And, and again, like, there's this beauty in 
like having these questions, these these questions that you have, if you're listening, like these questions that you have are your humanity. They're your like, I guess in some ways, I don't, I don't want to call it brokenness, but we all are, are all broken and our broken experiences lead us and develop us into who we are and and the complete pieces of our lives, the things where we're not broken, the, the beautiful pieces of our life that and experiences that have brought us to where we are currently. It, it, it all is this intertwined mosaic of things where we're, we're called to something higher and we're called to something more. And for me, I'm going to follow Jesus and wrestle with God. And um, I have hope in that. And it, it, it really allows me to have this guiding path of spirituality and trust and, and, and hope that, that, that we can be better than what we are as a people. We can be better than what we are as humanity, as creation, and we can see each other as children of God, and we can love each other, and we can be open, and we can we can have open arms and open tables and um, open minds. Actually, I, I think that is like the like tagline of the Methodist Church, which is ironically where I work at, um, and I only repeated that because I just heard it recently. But yeah, so like I, I hope that this is helpful. Like I, I really don't have like a plan for where I'm going with this. But I, I want you to think through, like, you know, do you have questions? Like, don't be ashamed of those. And, and and the other thing that I hate, man, I hate this for people, is like when their social life is so centered in on their faith and their religion, and if they begin to ask questions, like, they have to, like, bottle it up. Because, like, if people disagree with them or they don't believe what they believe, like, they can be isolated and exiled. And, like, it's just not right like for for people to lose the beauty of community just because they're human that's insane to me that that people can lose the beauty of community in church because they have questions they deconstruct they maybe they walk away from the faith like why should people lose their friend groups through that and so there there's for people that deal with that and wrestle with that's like it's a really fearful thing for people um, because I have conversations with people that are like, you know, they realize, like, I remember there have been moments where I have conversations with people for the first time about, like, questions and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I have those same questions. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the only one. And for a lot of people, they're at that place. They think they're the only one in their friend group, which they're not usually. But there's sometimes people that are really harsh and just are not open. And they're they're like truth protectors. I think that's the phrase I want to use. Um as if God needs protecting anyways. But yeah, I mean, it's just sad. It's sad to think about where carefulness has led people to be spiritually. And when I'm reading like people that came before me, like C.S. Lewis or like Thomas Merton or like even more recently, like people like you know Donald Miller or Rob Bell, like people that like are just these human beings that are really thinking about what it means for them to have faith. And they all have different ending points. And that's reality. That's the reality of existence and the reality of life. And for the church, I think there's got to be this way to like allow people to have these conversations and to have these places of safety. Uh, not carefulness, but safety for them to be open-hearted uh, open hearted and open-minded. Um, but yeah. So these are the things that I think about when I'm just sitting around and 
um, having conversations with my friends. And um, these are the conversations and the, the questions that I get from other people. And there's a lot of things that uh, I'm wrestling with continually as I do these interviews and as I um, see things in the church that I'm like, I don't know about that, or I question church or whatever. But yeah, like uh, at the end of the day, everyone needs to be able to walk the path that they're on. And I think people should be respectful towards each other in that. I think that Jesus would. I think Jesus would walk alongside the the deconstructor, the the person of certainty, the uh, person of like no belief. Jesus was a person of all people. And that's who I want to be. I'm wrestling with God continually. I'm wrestling with my mind continually. Uh, but in my heart, I have this hope that I can be better from following Jesus, believing in Jesus, hoping in Jesus, and uh, seeking out what it means to be human by following him and trusting in him. And so I hope that's helpful. You know, like I, I get a lot of feedback from different people like on Instagram and TikTok. Recently, I had some guys like, there's people say some mean stuff on the internet. Um, I had someone, some guys recently tell me that I was a wicked devil or wicked. I was evil. I'm, I'm strayed far from God. Um, and you know, like whatever. Okay. Um, you don't really know me. You don't know my heart. And so I hope that people would just, just be nice to each other, man. This whole thing is not simple. It's not easy. And the questions that you should ask yourself is, like, why do I believe what I believe? Where did those beliefs come from? How did those beliefs become beliefs, right? Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. I hope this episode is helpful for you. If you have any feedback, man, or woman, or it, whatever, um, reach out to me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I, you know, I'm just a, I'm a regular dude. I, I don't have, I don't have all the answers, um, but... Have a blessed week. I hope that um, everything is beautiful in your world. And if they're not, I hope they get better. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. This is Blake. Until next time, this is Rethinking Christianity. Thanks for listening to Rethinking Christianity. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Rethinking Christianity, you can follow us on Instagram at Rethinking Christianity Podcast, as well as on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.